Welcome to the Open Door Church podcast. The following recording is from our Sunday morning gathering. Our prayer is that you will be encountered and encouraged by the Holy Spirit and challenged by the word of the Lord. May the Lord bless you and stir faith as you listen to this week's message. Um, I just have a couple things that I want to say to kind of close us um, this morning. Um, A little while back, uh, uh, Vicki here in the back, she lent me this book. It was an A.W. Tozer book. And um, in the book, he's emphasizing this idea that we're not just supposed to know the scripture in our mind, but we're supposed to experience the truth of the scripture in our lives. And that should be our aim, that should be our goal, is not just to like memorize trivia, but to actually know the Lord. And he painted this picture, he said that, imagine a young man outside of a bakery, his face pressed against the glass, and he's just looking at and thinking about all these bread rolls and cakes and cookies, and he's hungry. And he sees the thing that will satiate his hunger, and what he does is he goes off and he writes songs about the bread. Or he, he writes books about the bread. All that is, is not necessarily bad things, but what he needs to do is he needs to eat the bread. <laughs> that, that's, that's what will actually fill his hunger. Um, our goal is, is not to just hear these things, but our goal is to experience the things that the Holy Spirit is saying. And I'm convinced that the best illustration for any Bible teaching is a life that has been transformed, a life that has honestly experienced <laughs> that. Because it's not very helpful, it's not really, if you're, if you're going off your primal instincts, when somebody betrays you, it's not in your instincts to forgive them and restore them. You know, it's in your instincts to try and protect yourself the best way you know how. But I want to look at this in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Um, Uh, The Holy Spirit inspired this. He said, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Now, I believe right now, like, like currently in this room and in this church, there are other testimonies like this. And I also believe that in the future, there will be more testimonies like this where the word proves profitable where it's not just us out to sea on our own, no compass, no sails, we're just hoping to hit shore on accident. But the Lord is guiding us and leading us. And I believe that we're, we're on this track together. So I want to encourage you, if you do have a testimony, I'm not going to make you like share it up here in front of everybody else, but I think it's, it's going to be, it's, it's an important thing to be able to step out in faith and share those kinds of things. Because sometimes we find ourselves sitting through a series like 1 Corinthians, and it can start to feel like things are kind of heaping on you. Like every week we're talking about something fairly difficult. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember chapter 5, but we got some phone calls and some emails about chapter 5. And it becomes confrontational, but the point isn't that we're just hoarding all these sort of things. The point is that we're being formed by all of these things. 
and, and thank God for his grace and mercy towards us that we can get offended. Because you know what that means when your heart hurts and you're like, oh, I don't like that. I didn't want to listen to that. that. That feels bad to me. That's the Holy Spirit saying like, hey, man, check this out. Look at this. Take, a, take another couple minutes to, to stare at this until that lament in your heart wells into thanksgiving that God is restoring you. Because we're not just following Jesus. I remember uh, we have a life group on Friday nights, and I remember we had this conversation about, like, what, what would you say to your past self? Like, if you could go back in a time machine and visit yourself at 15, what would you say? And so many people had these, like, these uh, sort of uh, agonies over, like, going to college and stuff. <laughs> like, don't waste your time. You know, and I remember Blake and Laverne talking about, like, Sometimes college is just a golden ticket, you know? It's like you just go through the process so that way you can get the job you want, you know? And, uh, and this life is not like that. We're not just holding on until someday we get to go to heaven. We're following Jesus today. We're not wasting our time with Jesus. We're following him today. And I think that's why Jesus taught us to pray this way. In Matthew 9, he says this, Pray then in this way, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's not saying like, Lord, uh, hopefully we die soon so we don't have to go through this anymore. <laughs> you know, he's saying like, no, the kingdom of God is to be demonstrated on earth right now. Listen to the way uh, James communicates this. In James chapter one, he says this. In the same conversation we're talking about, about applying the word, he says, therefore, in verse 21, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, Receive the word implanted. Isn't that a beautiful image? Which is able to save your souls, but prove yourselves doers of the word, not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides in it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. This man will be blessed in what he does. So in this epistle, James is fighting with this idea that disciples, um, without, like, this idea that disciples can not have fruit or, or dispelling this idea that faith and the things that you do somehow have this vast separation between them. Our goal isn't to be hearers, but to be those who actually practice this law of liberty. Those who actually believe that Christ is the Lord and live like that. Our aim isn't just to collect truth as like trivia, but to be formed by it. And honestly, some of these things are easier than other things. Sometimes you'll hear truth and you're like, I don't know how to let this sink down, you know? And my personal limited kind of dumb opinion is that things like 1 Corinthians are actually a little bit easier because it's very direct. <laughs> it's very direct, like, don't do this, do this, you know, that, those kinds of things. At least I can, like, f fight with myself a little more successfully that way. Our goal is to be Jesus' disciples and to follow his rule and regard him as our authority. And I think he's helped us in some really incredible ways Number one is that he's given us his Holy Spirit, that if you believe in Jesus today, you have received the Holy Spirit. And he will teach you all things, lead you into all truth. He'll remind you of the words of Jesus, and he'll protect you and guard you and lead you as God himself. 
another exhibition of God's grace is that we have one another. I love that, I love that Jerry and Morgan brought that up, that like we're not in this alone. Even something that feels as, as fearful and, and private as, as marriage and relationships, we're not in this by ourselves. We actually can fight together. And, and I'm not saying like, if you come talk to me, I'll fix it all. No, I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to, how to deal with all of this sort of stuff. But together, we're better, <laughs> you know, like together we're, we're able to encourage one another in that way. And finally, I think a, a grace to us is that he hasn't just ripped us out of the world as soon as we profess faith in Jesus, but he's actually sent us to the world. That this ministry of reconciliation isn't just something that happens to us and then we sit comfortably for 70, maybe 80 years. That we're sent to the world as Jesus was sent. We just read this last Tuesday in Deeper Project, if you were with us. In John 17, starting in 14, I just want to read. This is Jesus praying for his disciples. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you set me into the world, Jesus speaking of himself, I have also sent them into the world speaking of us. So this morning, I just want to pray for one another. I want to pray that the Lord would do this reconciling work. I want to pray that you would have courage to share your testimony. Or maybe uh, you're thinking right now, I, I don't know about a, a testimony. I have, I have half of a testimony. I have the bad part, and I'm just waiting for the good part. Um, I want to encourage you to share that as well. I want to encourage you to, to be able to do this together and that the, the success of being vulnerable. <laughs> so I want to pray for us from Hebrews 13. Um, verse 20 says this, Now the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you want to find more of our messages, get connected with our church, or partner with us financially, you can find us at opendoorpagosa.com. Thanks again, and have a blessed week.